I'm in the sphere of irrelevance. This is Tall Can Audio. What's happening, everybody? We kick off another week of the Tall Can Audio podcast, coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. On social media, at Tall Can Audio. Give us a follow there. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod, wherever you're hearing us right now. You know the deal. The same spiel I've dropped like 600 times now. My name is Matt Robinson. Rob Christie across the table. What's happening today, man? Same old, same old on a beautiful, smoky... Yeah, the smoke has returned. For sure, man. I smell like campfire first thing this morning. <laughs> but I am in fine form today, Matt. Fine form. Okay. I'm feeling... Um, Glad one of us. Ebullient. I oh, think yes. is the word I would okay. go to. Effervescent. I appreciate maybe, you I, using I, that one. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I go in for that. Yep. Right. So uh, yeah, all's good, man. All's good over here. I'm playing hurt, but I'm here for you people. I have showed up. There was some, there was some talk over the last couple episodes. Would there be a Monday morning show this week? We are here for you. Oh, you hear that? That sounded like saliva in the mouth. Like maybe there was going to be barf. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm doing that. I'm, I better. Choke that. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what's happening. I better pump the brakes here for a second. Or, yeah. yeah. Take a knee. Yeah. Uh, so welcome inside episode 1134 of Talk Can Audio. Rob has gotten tired of asking, of waiting for me to ask him. Man, we're off to quite a start here. What he's drinking, and so he's uh, he's gone ahead and and cracked it, and poured it. What do you got going on, man? So, you know, because I've poured it, that we're going in the stout direction. Mm -hmm. So, uh, good listener to the show, LSG, loser of second consecutive Stanley Cup final bet. Okay. Has provided the winner of the bet with beverages. Nice. Okay. So, uh, both beers I have today will be courtesy of LSG. Thank you. I am so much smarter than you. (laughs) Um, But now- you're sitting here with me. He's down at AEW Forbidden Door. That's Coach Bankerina in so Toronto. I am so much smarter than he you. He <laughs> may be the smart one here, man. Yeah. No, he's gone to see the Kikuchi-led Jays, uh, presumably to a wrong. Yeah, we did this last week. Yeah. They, they're cruising, and then they lost. Yeah, I, I'm feeling like 9-1 in the eight Against Oakland, you'd like to you think. probably have Save that. this take, folks. You're hearing it Monday morning. You'll know if it's blown up in our faces again. So he's got a little uh, a little buddy's trip, and then so yes, he's down there catching the Jays game, and then your forbidden back door. <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> it is forbidden. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think after the uh, the early morning and early afternoon you've had, yeah, nobody wants any part of that. So <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> no one. Um, what am I drinking? Yes, I think that was the question. It was several uh, minutes ago. <laughs> Um, he has provided me with something called the peppermint patty, hmm. which is a, from where I think I've had this one, perhaps Wellington. Yeah. I think I've had that. So this is the chocolate mint milk stout. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So I've just poured it. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes in at 6.5. It's probably a little more than I'd like. While not going as hard as you last night, <laughs> I did myself okay. I did myself proud. So I'm going to have a poll on this, let you know how it, how it goes. What do you have over there? Something light or yes. a Rattler maybe? Uh... <laughs> this is just the, uh, 
a little Nita. I want to shout them out. We'll talk a bit, bit more about that in a second. But uh, this is the uh, just the Hans and Diehosen straight up lager, right? Um, uh, it's a hot summer day. You're not looking for anything crazy. Like you said, Saturday was uh, was a little rough. At least Sunday morning was a little rough. And so uh, this is what was calling out for me today. And I've always enjoyed this one, man. It, 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 it's, it's a nice lager with some flavor to it, right? Instead of being just sort of a dull sort of, I don't know, lager, right? I enjoy it quite a bit. So uh, yeah, shout out to, uh, to the Nita Beer Company. And that's the one Andy, uh, Andy always has the photo of um, his son was playing Sting. Daniel Alfredson's son was playing Sting. And Andy's always got the photo of... Alfie sitting across the table from him at a, at a tournament. Drinking one of his beers. And drinking the Hans and Hosen. Yep. So uh, that's not only... Asked Andy to tell that story to a couple people yesterday. And oh, last night. He was happy to do so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and here it is again, fresh on the show again. Because I had butchered it when Mendez was on here um, a couple months ago now. And I had said to, to Ian, uh, as he was having, I think, one in Dita's beers or whatever, that it was... Uh, Alfie's father's name is Hans, and that's why they got onto this conversation. And Alfie or Andy said to Alfie, "You know, would you take a picture with whatever?" And Ian goes, "That's a great story, but Alfie's father's name is not Hans." Going, mm. Getting smacked down here on my own show, and so I had to have it. The story clarified for me as much as for the benefit of anyone else. But I guess Alfie's real name, middle name, other name, yeah, yeah, is is Hans, and so that's where it came from. It was not, in fact. Uh, Alfie's father. Yeah, I can't remember what his dad's name is, but that is actually what I thought it was Mendes as well. Mendez knew. You're no Ian Mendez, Rob. Oof, 100%. You are. That is very true. <laughs> very true. Um, he's saintly and I am not. Yeah, it's true. Brings so, a little ray of sunshine, I think he you does. said last time. So, so I, I am, I'm getting chocolate from this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's creamy, which you like to to, to see in a, in a in a milk stout. Yeah. So far, I'm not getting a pile of mint, which is not mm. a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, you got to have some, you know me, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just waiting and it's nice and cold, right? So I'm going to give it a bit and see if I can get a little mint. Usually that'll come sort of further towards the back. Usually you can get a nice bouquet of whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? In the nose, a nose full of it, but I'm not getting anything right at this moment. So uh, we'll see as it warms up, but it is creamy and it is chocolatey. Right. So you know what? If that's If that's all I get from this. I'll be quite happy with You're that, right to be honest that, yeah. with you. I do like mint. I do like an after eight or a York <laughs> peppermint patty like sure. this is here, right? I do go for a little bit of that mint and chocolate, but this is not bad. Okay. Not bad. We'll see how it uh, how it fares out. But Well, your brother came, uh, ran, was with us there yesterday as we were yeah, celebrating over at, at, uh, over at Nita, and he was looking for a chocolate stout. I guess he has been for a while. He texted me at one point. I gave him a rather unsatisfactory answer. So he came to you and I guess you didn't, uh, well, give this, him a name either. This or, is what I'm going to shoot towards. I'm here now. Okay. There you go. And, uh, he was looking for a chocolate stout to pair with a certain type of cigar. What a douchebag. Very, uh, very high maintenance guy or, uh, whatever. Yeah. Old farts and fresh cigars. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, yeah, he was disappointed anyway that Andy didn't at the time have a chocolate stout going. He had a Good stout. He's got the Perfectum there, which is a long stand. It disappeared for a while, I think, from yeah. their lineup, but it's back now. And uh, that was one of the first beers you and I ever tried out of that brewery was the yeah. the Perfectum. And it certainly didn't stop Jeff from drinking. Piling them back. Yeah, seven or eight of those in the <laughs> yeah. uh, 45 minutes he was there. 
All right, maybe it was closer to four hours. He was enjoying himself, stationed down at the end of the table. Sure, there. holding court. Holding man. court with whoever came by. Yeah, anybody who sat down, I got things to tell you. So. Yeah. Well, he, he's, he's open for that. Uh, it was good to see him. It was good to see a lot of people, man. We, uh, we sort of had been talking a bit about it over the last couple of weeks that uh, I was running into that, that wall they call 40, and, and we were going to celebrate. We did that at the Nita Beer Company on Saturday afternoon, uh, a couple hours over there with the ball game on, and, and some, I would say, stellar tunes, uh, obviously, and some very good beers. Um, really nice time. I just, you know, I, I know he listens from time to time. Do want to say thank you to, uh, to Andy Nita for hooking us up with the space to do it, and at the end of the night, a free round for everybody who was interested in having one more and who really isn't on a Saturday. When someone says, can I get you a free beer and you're sitting in a brewery, you probably have a captive audience that is interested in said free beer. Yeah. And I, I spoke, um, I spoke to Andy a couple times really, I guess on Saturday and I was telling him this, just how, how much to me, what, since they've opened up, since I first had them, I don't know, six, seven years ago, it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to. 2016 I have in my head. Okay. So, um, just how, how sort of arrow up the, his, his beers have, and, and everything really, right. To me, in terms of the work that he's doing over there. Yeah. And I think it's only fair, right. Everybody, I, I said it with Evergreen the other day, right. To me, I wasn't loving Evergreen stuff originally. Mm-hmm. They do great stuff now. Right. And you got to kind of give, you know, you're figuring you, it out, right. You're... Right. And so. To me, I always liked the, uh, the perfectum was always good, but to me, there's now, uh, we're, we're sort of putting a, a little bit of a catalog together of stuff that I can really go in for over there. I, I, I was personally enjoying the, uh, the ginger of Sussex. Yeah. It's a gingered amber and it's, and it's, it's got a really fresh ginger root mm-hmm. flavor to it. It's not like, uh, like a ginger snap cookie, right? It's more, it's, it's, it's actually like fresh ginger in it and right. it's, it, it comes through strongly in it. So to me, it's a great summer beer. And so there's a bunch of things. The 10, 12 was nice to go to after I, I hit a couple of sort of more exotic things. Yep. Then you hit the 10, 12 and it's just a nice, easy drinking. Coast through the rest of your evening. 100%. Yep. If you're going to put down six, seven, eight <laughs> pints in a, you want to have something that's, that's easy drinking. So it was, um. You know, it was a good moment there, but everyone's showing up, everyone loving Matt, lots of people touching Matt, which I'm sure was freaking him out. a little, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was, it was, um, you know, he's got a nice little spot there, but it's little. Well, that, one of the things, you know, you talk about the beer, the space is the same way. Like the first time you went in there, it was just like a cement two floor tables. and two picnic tables and a couple of board games. Now he's got a you know, nice sound system in there. He's got the big, uh, the, the projection TV in there, a bunch of nice tables around the outside. He's got the pizza oven going. I so, had the pizza. Pizza was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and he had something new for me, man. When, uh, I was obviously first to arrive as I often am to a brewery, um, walked in there with a couple of, uh, the early arrivers and he said, I got something for you. He said, I, th- we just finished this just in time because he knows I'm a, I'm a fan. And so he's pouring out basically like the flight sized glasses, the sample glasses and letting the, the four or five of us who were there early, uh, try this it was brand new. He said, give that a sniff before you try. It was a, a brand new coconut beer, man. And you know, I'm all about his, uh, Mr. Brown has gone coconuts, which is a brown ale. And, uh, this one though, a coconut blonde and, uh, authentic 
It's like pulp in it. There, like, was, there was there was coconut pulp in yeah, it. Yeah, it's like for a sure. pulpy orange juice still had some chunks to it. Which not a pile. No, Everybody no, who was out was, there was like, oh my god, that's disgusting. No, no. It, it, there was just a a little remnants, right? Yeah, it was for uh, sure. And so uh, he had doled out some of that, and that's basically what I spent my night on. Right, it was just keeping those in front of me, and uh, and he sent me home with uh, with six more at the end of the night. So, uh, as you said, man, awesome to have so many people show up. Uh, awesome of him to grant us the space. Uh, I said to him beforehand, like, would you, you know, let me give you some money for your time or for the space or whatever. He said, just bring beer drinkers. I said, that part is not a problem. We can take care of that. So, um, it was an awesome time. was glad everybody came up. Like it's, it's a little weird for me in the sense that like, I'm trying to mingle, right? You're trying to get down and talk to everybody. So you feel a little bad at the end of the night. Like, did I spend enough time with that person or that person? Um, you know, everybody's sort of come at your request, at my invitation, right? And so you're trying to spend enough time. I'm not sure I accomplished that completely, but I I had a blast, man. It, it could not have gone, in my opinion, that's all I would have wanted. Just I, yeah. no, no cake, no gifts, no toasts. Let's just come have a beer with me, right? Like that's all I wanted of that. So yeah, there was no toasts. I'm good with that, man. I, uh, that was yeah. Fun. What makes, makes Matt's skin grow? A little bit. You say it's your birthday. It's my birthday too. Yeah. No, it actually, not, not too long. <laughs> no, hey, yeah. we're, we're tight. We're, we're very yeah. close to two birthdays, but, uh, mine was before that, but yeah. Yeah. And so to me also, Andy, um, I had a pineapple sour, mm-hmm. so I ran through some of the more palate sort of challenging stuff up front, right? Sure, the, yeah. the ginger followed by the coconut, which tastes very similar the coconut, it comes through. It, it, it it's gives, strong. It gives you a bit of that Hawaiian tropic yep. um, or whatever the hell that sunscreen is, right? Where you're like, hey, this smells, this this tastes like that smells. He tells you, me he hears that too often. He doesn't love the comparison to sunscreen. Yeah, I, I know. But it is the thing that everyone goes, yeah. yeah and it's one of those things where you're like, this is, and they're like, how do you know what sunscreen right. tastes like? And you're like, get fucked, buddy. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying here, right? You, I've never tasted it, yeah. but- um, but to me, Andy's sour, the pineapple sour was great. And I yep. think it's, it goes back to his, one of his first one, the pineapple express. Yep. He, with the time he was in studio and he was saying, yeah, next time we're in studio together, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring some beers and we're going to get after it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like that never happens. <laughs> right. And he's like, well, someone's got to show you guys how to drink. And I'm like, well, everybody needs a, every race needs a pace car. Right? right. And Andy's that guy. Right. So yeah, it's. You don't want to try and keep up with that pace car. Like no, he shows no. up and that's that's what he does for work. He's like, a professional. Yeah, He's exactly. a professional, yeah. right? The rest of us just sort of dabble in right, it and, yeah. and hang out in his wake. Although there's a couple of people I would, you know, throw Jeff in there, throw my uncle John in there. There's a couple of people, you know, just sort of go, Psh, all right, get, get over there. Have at her. Yeah. And, and I'll just sort of, you know, coast in the Cut wake. my own pace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Somewhere back here in the wake, right? And, and, and I'm, and I am... Yeah, you can hold your own. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm proficient, but I don't. I don't pretend to be. Well, I said to you in the green room, like I went into that going, "Be careful, right?" Like I did not danger Matt Robinson. My, <laughs> I did not want to be shit faced at my <laughs> own forty, <laughs> my own fortieth birthday party. And by shit faced, he means shit in his pants. <laughs> I really didn't want shit anywhere yeah. to be part of this. But 
you know, I said it to you off air and it comes off as a little cheesy, but like I legitimately, like I wanted to remember the day, right? Yeah. And so when people are coming to help you celebrate your birthday at a brewery, the natural reaction, people come up to you and say, can I get you a beer, right? Yeah. And that, and you're having to often go, nope, not yet, right? Good. Like you're sort of milking them, right? You're kind of taking your time. And uh, I think for the most part, I was fairly successful at that. There was a moment or two where I said yes to somebody and I looked and I still had half in front of me. You're like, nope, don't do it. Or I do not allow this to get away from you where you're going to crush that one and the pace is now shattered. You'll be shitting in the urinal in no time when you... uh... (laughs) Which was going to be rough because he doesn't even have a urinal over there. So who knows where I am when that's happening. Yeah, it's... um... Yeah, and it is one of those things. Like I said, I came by you a couple of times, and you're like, nope, I'm good. Yep. I'm good. And and there was some people who showed up, like by the time Jeff and I showed up, that well, I think we made the number about eight or nine early, yeah. right? Like early. and But everyone sort of had one beer or two beer, and then it starts to be like. You get a couple under your hat. I'm, I'm sort of going, and, and it's just like, we're here. More this, people keep showing up. And it's, and, and it's a brewery, yeah. and, and I'm running a tab. It's it's almost like it's... They just keep landing in front of me. And you just keep going, and yeah, and so everyone's the same, right? Not only are they buying you beer, they're like, hey, let's grab a round. Let's yes. do this. Hey, yep. what do you need a beer? You need a beer? I'm going. And so... Yeah, my um, cousin did that earlier on. Like a bunch of people, like you said, would go up. Who needs one, right? Like, Yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I did have Andy say to me that... We made it worth his while, right? We, we brought yeah. enough beer drinkers. We drank enough beer. Um, Isaac, who was running the show for us over, cause Andy was hanging out as much as anything else. Yeah. And he was out on the patio. He was sort of kicking around, yeah. right? Yep. So, uh, Isaac was awesome to us anyway. If, uh, highly recommend as always the need a beer company and their, uh, their stuff. Say hi to Andy when you step in, he'll talk your ear off as long as you got. So. Yeah. And, and as I was, you were talking about, I, I had no such now I, I didn't put in the post show. Yeah, back the, here. The, the post party pints afterwards. afterwards. But I had said, you know, um, got dropped off at the beginning, four o'clock, when yeah. the plate, when it, when it, you know, the the invitation said, sure, it'll be from this time. And yep. so I said to the better half, you know, just you want to swing by, just come closer to the end, right? Yeah. You grab a pint. You don't have to sit through all the inane bullshit that <laughs> that a sausage party like that will. Uh, <laughs> the, and, the, the 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 invitation said. Bad music, the baseball game, and beer. There wasn't a ton of women in attendance at the uh, at Matt's birthday party. But by the end, there was uh, there were a few. Yeah, yeah, there were a few. Many related to me. Yeah, <laughs> and me. Yeah, and so between that, we're. Uh, but um, yeah, I thought if I can just keep it to three to four. Yeah, yeah, right. As I, I stand here in a brewery. <laughs> yeah, doubled that in the, in the time. And as you said, right at the end, Danny's like, "Hey, we got to shut her down," but I'm buying around. Yeah. And so by that time, people are just sort of grabbing shit out of the fridge and handing, <laughs> <laughs> handing it over. Sorry about that, Andy, if yeah. you're listening. It uh, wasn't me. No. Um, Peter. Couldn't be. That's it. <laughs> no. Anyways, good times. Yes. Good venue. 100%. Good guy. So if you're, if you're looking for something good, something different, if you haven't gone over to see Andy, do it. 190 Colonnade Road or needabeer.com. Check it out. Um, I said to you before we started, what the fuck are we going to talk about today? Cause I've been pretty out of the loop the last couple of days. Uh, haven't watched a whole lot. I've scanned Twitter a couple times when I woke up on Sunday morning, uh, the second time and, uh, you know, scrolled through Twitter. I was like, well, oh, some, some shit's gone on here. Uh, but 
We're we're leaving the topics list to you this week, man, because I don't have a ton on my mind right now. Well, we've been we've been hearing about since the cup mine's final, right? Swollen a little at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's, I get it, I get it, and it is one of those. Hey, we don't have a show planned. No, we're just okay. Well, we're just going to show up, fire up the mic. See mics. what happens. But it really comes down to we've been hearing about all this talk that there's going to be trades, mm-hmm. there's going to be action, right? Every, every year, every well, leading up to the oh, this, this is going to be the craziest draft, and there's so much. Yeah. Usually it doesn't pay off. Well, and, and and the fact that it's essentially a flat cap, I know it's going up a million dollars, but that there are teams who need to make shit happen, yep. right? In terms of, I forgot last week in the show, just before we we got on the mic, I was flipping through my phone and I look and say, Dallas signs Matt Murray. I got very excited about that. Well, for, and I'm like, just a moment. I never heard, I know the buyout window was open, but I'm like, <laughs> and then it says Matt Murray. Murray played four games for the Stars last year and I'm like, Oh. What? <laughs> doesn't equate, doesn't no. equate. So who knew that there'd be two Matt Murrays? I, I, I want that one. I don't know anything about him, but yeah, I'll, I'll trade Falk. straight up Matt Murray. I got, You're Justin <laughs> Falk. There's two of them too. Yes, that's right. Two Sebastian Ajos. I <laughs> yeah. want the good one. Can I have the good one? The good Justin Falk, the good Matt Murray, and the yeah. good Sebastian Ajo. What are the chances? Um... But yeah, that there would be movement, that there'd be movement and teams needing to sort of move and shake. And and we talked about last week, uh, Daniel Briere saying, I'm open for business. Yeah, GM of the Flyers. Yeah, but you got, you're the, you're selling, you're that place that's like this little, you know, turn of the 20th century general store and you got <laughs> two cans of Puritan stew that have dust on them and shit. Like nobody... Daniel, you're open for business, brother, but I'm not sure anybody's really interested in what you're selling, <laughs> right? Unless you're, you know, like I said, that that tin of stew that's yeah. five years past its best before, but can I interest you in a Kevin Hayes? You cannot. Can I interest you in a Tony Angelo? You cannot, but apparently you can interest other teams in these things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, the beauty of this is, so yeah, and a couple of these trades that he's been willing to step boldly up, you know, between, uh, I think, Carolina and St. Louis are the two sort of... Um, yeah. As we sit here right now, those are in flux, apparently both of them. They're looking like they'll get done. One would be D'Angelo to Carolina and then of Kevin Hayes to St. Louis. Apparently, there is uh, a defenseman coming back from St. Louis that has said no, that has a no trade clause. Uh, Friedman said he believes that's Tory Krug. And so they're working on it. We don't know by the time you hear this, whether those trades have both happened or both completely fallen apart, but Philly is trying to pawn off some parts. And Yeah. And it was the, it was the flipping of D'Angelo back yeah. to Carolina. With Philly holding 50%. Yeah. Or... Something like that. And it, it's funny because like Carolina traded him to Philadelphia got some pieces. Now they're trading him back with retention and you're, I don't know, like to me, this is a masterstroke for Carolina. I think Tony D'Angelo is a douchebag, but I think he can play. Well, not if you look at his numbers. No. But this year in Philly. No, but that was a pretty bad team. Although interesting to note that D'Angelo had, uh, you know, more points. He was a bit more of the go-to than Provorov was yep. in that. Now, what you need to know he is. He wore the rainbow jersey. Yeah. Which. When you're the biggest douchebag on a team with Tony D'Angelo on it. 
Sorry, yeah. Provorov, you're off to Columbus, buddy. Yeah, and and that's an interesting thing. And we'll we can t- get into that we'll too. We'll touch back yeah, on. Yeah. I, I completely. I had my forgotten mind. about it as well. You're right. Yeah. And so, but like they're talking about his Tony D'Angelo's minus fifteen point one sort of defensive cools above replacement worst. Yeah. In the NHL, whereas they were so ecstatic with the work he did, you know, being paired with Jacob Slavin the year before in Carolina, how their possession numbers, their five yep. on five expected goals were. That's what Jacob Slavin will do for you. <laughs> we're through the roof, right? And then you go, okay, but now we're going to play you with. Yeah. Ryan Ellis, who's not playing. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, No, it's not. I, uh, and you're, you're now in a system. And, and it's funny that. D'Angelo, after this great sort of show me season in in Carolina, after being punted <laughs> with the Rangers, right? That this was he sort of signed there at a at a very yeah. team friendly contract, and then had a great season. You know, put up fifty points. Um, yeah, that Tortorella scratched him. I think for the last five or eight games of the regular season, right? right? Yeah, and I love the the quote D'Angelo said. I totally respect John Tortorella. But me being scratched is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, you don't say, eh? No. <laughs> so it, I, I will be interested. And if I was to ask you, Matt, mm. if you had a preference, Tony D'Angelo or I can't remember his first name, Pesci. Brett, but you know who Brett I'm talking? Pesci. Brett Pesci. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'd take Brett Pesci. Because they're like, yeah, if if they so he's due for a contract a year out, yeah, right. They can extend him out this July first right. in Carolina, and they're saying, yeah, if they don't get the feeling, like again, get in line with so many other people, right, that we've talked about over the past couple of pods. People saying, yeah, I'm not going to extend. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, D'Angelo was seen as a possible replacement for that's a terrible replacement. But <laughs> see that, and that's what I'm like. Ah, that seems like a. And I get it, right? But you now have Brett Burns, Brent Burns, Brent Burns, Brett Pesci. But if you have Brent Burns and you have Tony D'Angelo on the same blue line, it seems like a lot of riverboat gambling. Yeah, a lot of run and gun, right? Going on there. And I understand they need, <clears throat> but if you don't have Slavin on your on yeah. your offside, who's who's keeping it cool? Yeah, perhaps the best defensive defenseman in the league, right? Like he's holding something down for somebody, but. Yeah, you don't have many of them. But you you are, so to me, I, I think that's, this is when Carolina starts to go, yeah, you can't have too much of that, I think, if you're looking for for guys who have def- terrible defensive metrics, yeah, yeah. right? Like, I just think you can only have so much of that going. Yeah, and Carolina has a system, like you said, that can cover up for one or two of those guys. Not many, right? And, and now you have, you know, both of them, on, I think also on the same side, right? Like D'Angelo and, and Brent Burns, um, you know, you that's it. Like you have no more room. And I guess he'll be a third pair guy. Like, I don't know what that's going to look like, yeah. but not if they're looking at him to replace Brett Pesci in a year, that's not a third pair spot. Well, so, and he's only got a year left at 5 million. Yeah, and he's getting a raise. And then, oh, oh, sorry, I mean... Oh, D'Angelo, D'Angelo okay. has has a year left at five million. And Carolina's paying two and a half million. Correct. So, yeah. so it, it is going to be a matter of you're going to bring him back again now with somebody else covering. Yeah. And it's interesting because they were talking about 
Philly also flipping, uh, we talked about it with St. Louis, you, that they were talking about retaining 50% of Kevin Hayes' money as yep. well. Yep. That dude is is through the 2026 season, seven point. It's a terrible contract. Seven point one or seven point two million dollars. Yeah, and that Philly would be, like you're talking twenty, you're talking fucking four more years of of sucking up three and a half million bucks. I think on they Kevin know they're going to be bad for a bit. Yeah, guess what? It's going to get worse, right? If you if you're if you're now flipping out. Well, as we alluded to last week, like they're getting ready to burn it down, and we said. It's been burning down. It's just now a controlled burn. There's someone there who's aware that that's what you're supposed to do right now is rebuild. They thought they were contending. It's that smoking mosquito coil thing. That's what they got. <laughs> that's what they got going on there right now. You're like, what is that? I smell that. Yeah. And it, like Kevin Hayes was one of those guys who was always pretty good as a number two, right? Remember, it didn't work. They, uh, he the was J- good as a ranger. He was. And they tried to bring him into the Jets like as the new Stastny, right? That right. as a deadline thing. And it didn't really work. He was good as a ranger. <laughs> Well, yes, I know. I, I understand what you're saying. So it didn't work in Winnipeg. And for whatever reason, someone still decided uh, during the offseason that year, we're going to pay that guy like a number one center. And that was not a very good idea because Kevin Hayes had never been a number one center, nor had he shown any inkling that he might become a number one center. And yeah, you're now stuck with this big long-term contract at over $7 million. And yeah, you're going to choke down half of it for the next four years. And if I'm the Blues... I don't mind Kevin Hayes as a number two center at three, you know, seven, five, whatever it's going to be. But I, man, that was a terrible contract to hand out. Yep. And so that is one of those things. And and so I don't blame whether it's Krug, whether it's Pareko, whoever it is. Yeah, I'm not going there. You're like, fuck that, man. Why would I want to go when you've now admitted you're willing to pay that guy three and a half million bucks to go somewhere else? Yeah. Because you know you're going to suck. But it, it had to do with. It was honestly, it was going to be like, uh, there was a first in there and the defense, like honestly, in terms of, I get it, right? Breer has to be aggressive and, and I'll be interested, but he's got to find some dupes. Well, you'll find those in the NHL front office. No problem. Okay. Uh, what did you think of Ryan Johansson from Nashville to Colorado again with Nashville keeping 50%. And that was another one of those deals that Nashville signed. I don't know if it was the same year as Duchesne, but year, year before, I think. Yeah. Um, 8 million bucks long-term. And again, not ever a classic number one center, right? Like very good number two, but you're probably in trouble if that's your number one. And so you give that guy $8 million. It's not great. If I'm Colorado, who since Caudry left has been pretty thin up the middle, I don't mind that move for them at $4 million, right? Like, I think Ryan Johansson has a chance to earn that, and it improves their depth. Yeah, 100%. I don't mind that at all for Colorado. Yeah, you slide him into a, into a second-line setting there. Yeah. Now, he was, was he not originally drafted there? Was, was... Columbus, wasn't it? I know he, he was part of the Seth. It was Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson was the trade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking of maybe it's O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly was a uh, Colorado. Colorado guy. Yeah. through Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo to St. Louis. Yeah. To Toronto. Yep. And potentially back to St. Louis by the sounds of it. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Sure. Why wouldn't you? But um, I like that. Yeah. I, uh, in terms of one of those things where if they could get out from underneath Matt Duchesne as well. Yeah. Maybe if they want to trade UC Saros to Ottawa. Do you think Nashville is trying to free up space 
to do something or just is preparing to rebuild and so wants as much of that money off their books as possible. Well, and it, it really comes down to you do have a young Saros. You do have like uh, is 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 Roman Yossi? Is he even thirty yet? I don't know how. Yeah, like to me, he's still got. He's got game. He's got a lot of game still out in front of him, right? Yeah. And so, but you did get rid of back home. You now have got rid of Johansson. Johansson, and and now that is a contract that they're happy to get out from underneath. Yep. The back home one, I think you would like to have ideally kept him. Yep. If if it you know if you had your druthers, but no, I I think they are on the retool right side of they're re- looking to rebuild, to stay but in this they are. And- I think it is it is sort of on the fly. While you do have, I, I think people who think that Saros is going to get traded away would be, I don't care if you have Askarov in the wings, who may have had a good season in the AHL last year, but seems like when you have one of the guys who is deemed to be the most athletic, yeah, Saros is one of those guys that you you'd think about putting in that top group with your Shesterkins and Sorokins and. Yeah. Vasilev, well, the Russians, I guess. The the top five, seven goalies in the league, you know, Saros might be part of that group. I'm you're, not trading Hills and the like. Sure. I'm not trading him on the win, on a hope that Askarov might be good. He's going to have to come in and show you that first. Right. He, he, he's the guy who you bring in as a backup and go let you let him sort of get his wings. 30 games or whatever. And they go, yeah, you know what? If he's shown that he can be. You know, a yeah. starter in the in the NHL. Then guess what? We have ourselves a delicious dilemma. Yeah, you trade Soros when it's time to pay that guy and now pay it's... that man his money. <laughs> yeah, and so I I don't I think I think they are looking for a a sort of a quicker fix. Yeah, you, you framed a, a retool more than a rebuild, We're right? Because I don't and get back in this. I fast. don't think they with with what they do have. But as soon as you say, you know what, they've, they, if they're going to retain half of, of, of Ryan Johansson, yeah. that's fine, right? You can't have too many of those, right? No, no. You can't start now going... Unless you're Philly and you know you're about to rebuild. At that point, whatever no, I mean, gets us some picks. Right, but I meant Nashville. Yeah. If Nashville is going to be that team, you can't... You can't be holding money all over the place. Exactly. You can't be now flipping out Duchesne for something else. I think else. you can actually, by league rules, I think you'd only hold three... Um, I think I remember reading that about Arizona that like they can only, you can only retain on three contracts at a time. Okay. So they do limit you, but. But, but again, Arizona is one of those teams where you're like, psh, yeah. Chicago, Philly, whatever that is. When you're like, yeah, we are in this sort of bit of a messy spoil right now, right? In terms <laughs> of what, what is going to come, right? We have no, it's still just goo. Yeah. We're not really sure what we're going to get out of this, but if you're in Nashville and you are looking to retool. Which is dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Like you look at you look at the Rangers; they lucked into the two draft wins, Taco. right? Lafreniere. Yeah. Then they had Panarin as a free agent. Then they had Fox, sort of. Shesterkin fall in their lap. Work his way into yeah. I want to be a Ranger. Really, yep. is what I want. You know, and so that was fortuitous. But man, beyond that, to sort of reshuffle, retool. It's hard. It's hard to do it. And I don't know if we have a pile of, I can't think of it. And if you can think of one off the top of your head of successful retools, retools, because it seems like it's super hard to sort of. Washington did it a little bit. I remember they kind of went away from like your, your Simmons and, and went to TJ Oshie. I'm trying to remember who they traded away to get Oshie out of St. Louis, but 
you know, that was sort of adjusting what their core was a little bit. Um, okay. I don't like, have a. You're right. There is. There are not a ton of. Yeah, yeah. Of and times. I'm, I'm not here to crap crap on your uh, one thing that I haven't come up with. <laughs> but but you talk about any of those teams, right? You talk about San Jose for most of the yeah. the 21st century. You talk about Washington, right? Any well, the Blues too. Yeah. Anybody who is going to be willing, and if you look at what's going to happen with Toronto, mm-hmm. they're going to have to do the same sort of. Con- to continue to be relevant as things move forward, right? You go, I got to make tweaks. Yeah, I got to yeah. make tweaks. Yeah. I got to sort of, uh, this needs to be freshened up. I need to move some of the furniture around, right? You just sort of have to, those are top end, top end teams though, right? Teams yep. that are, are sort of, and I'm throwing Toronto in this, you're, you're sort of third round, your conference final teams with lots of talent. Yeah. And who haven't made it. Whereas Nashville is in a spot where you're like, See, I don't love what they have. That's what anyway. I'm saying, right? They like, are not like that sort of capital team that finally paid off. Ryan Johansson replacement yeah. away from being a contender. Exactly. <laughs> I'm we're retaining now one, you know, half a half a contract on that guy, half a contract on that guy, right? yeah. whether it be Duchesne or whatever. And you've started to see the attrition of guys like, you know, Yarncrow or Arvidsson, right? You start to leech away some yep. of that good support cast as, sure. as it goes. Ekholm gone now, right? Yep. You just, Ryan, Ryan Ellis, Ellis yep. right? You just, as it starts to go, right? You're like, man, we had this team that went to the cup final in 2017 or whatever it yep. was. And it's a bit of a shadow yeah. uh, of that. And so it isn't like your, your OV led teams and your, no, and your Joe Thornton, San, San Jose Sharks or yeah. your Matthews led Sure. Leafs and, and whatnot. And it's it's sort of this team is 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 a couple of notches below some of those teams. Yeah. And again, true. I'm not shitting on you. I'm just it is one of those things where top teams that need to sort of freshen yeah. versus teams that that have sort of gone wonk. Yeah. A staunchly middle of the pack team. Like if you're lucky, they finish kind of six, seven in the conference. Calgary Flames right, for years, right, okay. Philadelphia yeah, Flyers yeah. for years, right? Guys that go, yeah, but we're just there. Yeah. Yeah, you're just there. That's Next it. year, you might be ninth. Next year, you might be 10th. Seventh. Yeah. Right? right. You go, yeah, you are forever in this sort of. And yeah, you might get on, get lucky and get on a bit of a heater with your goalie and take a run, but more likely you're out in five in round one and that's, that's the end of your. Uh... I'm in the sphere of irrelevance. I like it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of. <laughs> kind of how it works, right? But so I'll be interested with the, the draft coming up on Wednesday. So by the time weird, the, right? good listeners are, are, are taking this in, two days, man. Yeah. Two days Wednesday till draft. to draft. And I'm I'm good with it. I'm going to watch. Sure. Whatever. And, and what is your interest, man? I, I don't know where the Leafs, do they have their, they don't have a pick, do they? Yeah, they 28th do? or whatever it is in the Sandine trade, 27, right. 28. They, it's, it was it's Washington? No, oh, no, it's Boston. Boston. That Washington had. Um, so... 27 or 28. 27, yeah. yeah, Yeah. exactly. So uh, I don't know. The interesting story there is apparently that the Leafs are still trying to convince Calgary to let Brad Treliving be part of it, but who really cares? Like, is anyone naive enough to think he's not in the meetings? Is it just, he's not on the floor. He gives a shit. Yeah. Um, In terms of my interest. Those crazy cell phone things. I'll watch the first three or four. Five, you know, I'll turn it on at the beginning, watch Connor Bedard go, see if there's any, I have a trade to announce, right, coming out. I think you're going to want to hear this. Exactly. So, you know, we'll see whether or not anything like that is going on. But I I do find myself often enough 
getting pretty bored like of of the draft by 9 10 11 and it's yeah taken an hour to do that much right like this is always a bit much I don't really care about the interviews, right? They bring the kid up and someone talks to him. And frankly, Sportsnet doesn't do as nice of a job presenting the draft as TSN did. Um, listening to what Bob McKenzie and and uh, Craig Button and whatever, talking about those guys to me is more interesting than than Sam Cosentino or, you know, Elliot Friedman. God love him. He's a great insider. Do I think he knows anything about the second line left winger from the Kamloops Blazers? No, I don't. So I'm not that interested in his insight on it, right? So... I'll check it out. Yeah, Cosentino was kind of that guy for them, right? He is, he yeah. The CGA, the CHL games, the yep. forever, right? He Jeff is. Merrick knows some junior hockey. Like, they do okay. But to me, TSN was always the better uh, presenter of the draft. So I'll watch Bedard go. I'll watch to see if there's any trades. But yeah, otherwise, not super interested. Interesting to, just in a side note, I was sort of kicking around the other night with the NBA draft on. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't care about... Seems more fun though. Brady Dick. Which Brady is, Dick. It's a sad name, but um, <laughs> attendance today's Blue Jays game. To notice that Sportsnet and TSN were both carrying NBA draft coverage. Hmm. I thought that's weird, man. A little bit because uh, they I, split coverage of the wraps, so maybe they just don't care enough about it to fight over it. I, that's yeah. odd. Well, and, and it leaves those of us who don't care about the NBA One going channel to watch. Hey, man, <laughs> I got shit, like I got nothing to watch, right? I think the Jays were either off that day or they yeah. had an afternoon game. And so I'm like. There's a little wrestling on most nights, man. You could have flipped well, that. Especially if it was a Wednesday night, yeah, right? A little I, dynamite. I, but I don't. Dynamite. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I don't care about the NBA. There's just a pile of shit I don't care about. You right. Know, like, it's on my channel. Beat it. <laughs> yeah, well, then I started, I have four things, right? 27, 30, yeah. 26. So CBC News World. Yeah. And then I flip it up to 95, Food Network. Right? Okay. And then after that. I'll if, occasionally drop in on the comedy network, see what's on. If not I'm not happy with any of those things, yeah. I got about 80 Jeopardies on uh, <laughs> PVR. And then I'll just flip over and run through maybe three of those. No commercials, right? Just bang, bang, this bang, This is what bang, I got bang, to look bang. forward to when I hit 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure you do. But this is, uh, it's important to keep the mind moist. Okay. I was more... CBC News World and the Food Network are my flashback channels or whatever. Oh, but, but see, I'm a I'm a big Beat Bobby Flay guy. I'm I love little diners, drive-ins, and dives. And just you know, some right. of these sorts of things. I I enjoy the cooking shows, but yeah. I, I like to cook. Right, yeah. that is a yeah. That's where we part. Uh, yeah, I, I know, watch it because I, I don't want to do it. I, know. I think you got some stag chili in your. Uh, I do one, one of your gifts. There. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I would I would suggest a fresh baguette and a little little parm grated on top. Okay. Heat that bad boy up. You have buy a go. That pre-graded, I think. Have a go at nah, not the stuff the green craft shit in the container already. No, you gotta you gotta grade up your own your own parm. <sighs> Seems like a lot of work. But I'm I'm gonna I used to like when I was going to Carlton, rooming with my buddy and do up a, a shit ton of pasta, elbow you know like macaroni, fire in a couple of tins of stag chili on top of it. And you're just like. Psh- there you go. Casserole, man, right there. <laughs> okay. Good to go, right? So it's a step up from just the brown beans. Yeah. All right. Hey. Anyways. All right. All anyways. Right. You learned that on uh, Dives? Yeah, I learned that on Food Network. <laughs> yeah. right? No, and actually what I'm uh, suggesting for you maybe is a hobo baguette. <laughs> for my hobo a ho- chili. A hobo sandwich, exactly, yeah. right? You heat that up, you hollow out the, the, the maybe a, a French loaf. Okay. Just hollow it out and yep. fill it with the stag chili, man. All right. And eat that like you were sitting on the side of a train track. <laughs> Where I might be. In the dep- <laughs> depression era of Matt Robinson, just just 
Got my uh, got his hobo bindle over his I shoulder. Was I was I didn't have bindle. I was what a stick and bag. Yeah, that, over my that's shoulder. called a bindle, yeah. my okay. man. That's what that is. Watch more Jeopardy, man. You'll know this shit. <laughs> I actually like Jeopardy. Yeah, I love Jeopardy. Yeah. And so, anyways, it is. Um, what is a bindle? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, a hobo would have this on the end of his stick. <laughs> what is a bindle? Yes. That's a that's got to be a two hundred or never had a hobo question. on the program. So. I don't know, man. I've, you see some interesting things. <laughs> um, Let it go to hell with Alex gone. Yeah. But it now is live. What's from, her name? Oh. Uh, Mayim Bialik. Bialik. Okay. And Ken Jennings. The two of them sort of uh, flip. That guy off. has zero charisma. Yeah. Well. And where do you say live from where? The Alex Trebek studio. Oh, okay. On Sony. Yeah. Sony Picture Studios. Right. Alex Trebek stage. I Anyways. like that. It's they've named it after him now, so yep. it's totally good to go. But yeah, I'm uh, my Bialik, You sort of go. I don't know. Is there something there? Is there not something there? <laughs> probably grew, nothing there. I grew up on Blossom, so probably something there. Yeah, yeah. But you strike me more as a six fan, really. I do like six. Yeah. See, I knew it, man. <laughs> I could just, you, could, you just feel that. <laughs> and how about a little Joey? Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, Whoa. Joey. Joey Lawrence. Yep. Oh man, look at me. Look at that guy. Pulling it down, not pulling host, it down. Not hosting Jeopardy. Joey not Lawrence. hosting Jeopardy. It's it's true, man. It's 100% true. So anyway, maybe back to the draft and a little less about six. For now, we can come back to six on another episode of the podcast. Uh, you know, what's your interest level? You brought this up. Are you a, a sit and watch pick one to 32 guy at this point? Because at this point, it's like a four and a half hour show. Yeah. Well, and like most things, right, I would watch it sort of on... On you know the PVR, right. and I would sort of zoom through some fast stuff forward, and fast forward, and fast. you go, that's ah, not really interesting me. Yeah, I don't care who Minnesota's drafting at nineteen or wherever <laughs> first, right. third, and in this case, for right now, Ottawa doesn't have a pick, which could change and it's possible to bring it trade, but they're not they don't have a pick in the first round, so does yeah. that hurt your so, interest level? So I am probably, as you've suggested, I'm probably checking out by ten. Yeah. Right. In terms of if I haven't heard anything and, and so, because it will be by, by that time, it'll be 930 and man, you know what? Jeopardy reruns. <laughs> Not reruns, <laughs> just tape. Ones. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. So I will be interested to see, especially the top five this year. I'm really sort of interested in, in how that shakes out. And, and I think the. That kind of mishmash of. Of Leo Carlson and the Fresh Prince and Adam Fentilli and like everybody knows, but Dart is going one. But there seems to be some competition. Fresh but Prince Will Smith is uh, right, oh, okay. Yes, yeah, sir. Four. Yes. Okay. I'm like, mm, but yes. Uh, I gave that a little bit more thought. I would have come up with that. <laughs> Adam Fentilli, for the longest time, well regarded as the second best prospect in this draft. But Leo Carlson had a better showing at Worlds, and we seem to do a thing every year where we pick one guy who has one tournament better than the other guy and, and suddenly move him ahead, right? They, the Habs did that with Slavkovsky last year, and I'm not sure they would make that decision again. Although Suzuki hasn't exactly run away with it yet either. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm sort of interested in how that's going to shake loose, but I don't really care about the teams in those positions. So fuck it, kind of, is where I'm at. <laughs> he says. Short of Bedard, right? Bedard to Chicago mark. is interesting, yeah. Well, and Leo Carlson, he's going to be the next Matt Sundin. Cool. That's what they say, man. Get him to Toronto. Send him that way. We'll let him season 
in Quebec first and then yes. let him. Uh, of course. When it's time to pay him. <laughs> yeah, trade an aging Wendell Clark. Nice, man. That was a good deal. Oh, for sure. And then Clark ended up back in Toronto. Came back anyway. A couple times. Um, it was really in terms of looking at Bob's list. Yeah. It was. Bob McKenzie. Yeah. Semi-retired insider. Yeah. But as he said, he wants to do some Leaf games. He likes the World Juniors and he likes to draft. Yep. So, so I don't know he's gone. Well, this, yeah. <laughs> Shows up on the things I care about. <laughs> well, and, and really this Trade is, deadline. the draft is his baby, right? Yeah, yes. In terms of he loves that. He's got his, his regular host of, of sort of pro scouts and that he deals with. And yeah, he's like 90%, 90% on these th- sort of things, right? Yeah. So to me, I was, I was really interested in, in more where, you know, I, I it's the Matvey Michkov thing, right? Yeah. In terms of... Um, so for people not familiar, a Russian prospect who for a while was thought to be right in that same class with Bedard and Fentilli, uh, but a Russian kid, and we don't like Russia very much right now, kind of a crazy weekend in Russia. Um, maybe another day we'll get to that, but has also signed a contract in Russia for, is it at least three more years? Three I more believe. years. So you're not getting that guy anytime soon by the sounds of it. And so that will cool some teams on, you know, is he a second or third overall, you know, talent wise pick? He might be, but he may fall a lot further than that, knowing that you're not getting him. Well, and if you are a team and I would put Columbus or Montreal, really. Yeah. Um, I know some Montreal fans think they're closer than they are. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you got a guy three years and if, if you can, if you can make that even close. Yeah. If for, we're going to suck for three years anyway, we can wait. Well, and you drop in a, a Kaprizov type of. Yeah. Sort of type of player. Yeah. And worth noting, I think in that, uh, that Dallas U18 that had Bedard and Michkov in it. Mm-hmm. Michkov was the MVP of that tournament, yep. despite not playing in the gold medal yeah, game. tons of talent on that kid. So that is the kind of talent that is out of sight, out of mind right now. Mm-hmm. But that is really, the Bedard thing is a complete and total sort of, it's it's over, right? Like oh, it's, yeah. It's, so we don't need to worry about that. And whether it's Carlson second, Fantilli second, and I think it's probably a foregone conclusion too that Fantilli's going too. Mm-hmm. But- yeah, where the rest of the guys shake out, it's really, to me, interesting to see who is going to be the, the team with the chutzpah to sort of step up and and take a run at, at Michkov. That, to me, is where the draft sort of... Would you, like if you're a GM at number four or whatever, and he's fallen to you, would you take a player with 85% of Michkov's talent and you get him this September, or are you willing to wait? Well, it depends who I am. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right. Am like, I rebuilding? I got a few years where we're going to suck anyway, so who cares? Or do I need help right now? I think this was just a bad year for us and we're ready to turn the corner. See, and Columbus is picking second, third. They're yeah. like, they're super high. Third. And they think they're good. They thought they were good last year when they signed Johnny Kudrow, right? And yeah. they thought they were going to take a run to the playoffs. I don't think they're third worst in the league bad, no. but I don't think they're playoff good either. Well, they don't even really know if, if it's going to be Merzlikens, who's going to be the goaltender yeah, there. Yeah. Is Corpusalo going to come back? What, like, what are they going to do in net? Mm-hmm. But they have gone out. They've made some, uh, they, they signed Babcock. Yeah. They've, they're bringing in Provorov. They've, uh. Good culture there. And I get, yeah, exactly. I'm trying <laughs> to think of who the other defensemen they brought in, right? They already, 
They had Goudreau. They have some young players yeah. coming. Like to me, but that, if Boone Jenner is still in the running to be your number one center, it's not going to be good. Like I yeah. know they're counting on Kent Johnston, and yep. you know they got some pieces, but. I just don't think they're ready to take that step. So maybe they would be a team that thinks they could wait for Mitchkov. Right? And this is what I'm saying is, to me, that is, I want the best talent. If, if they're not, like Columbus, no matter how good they are, or they think they are, they are not cup contending no. right now. Right. Should should they be able to make a little more noise? And if you're in a market like Columbus, you don't get, like if you think Mitchkov might be right there with Bedard, you don't get that guy to sign with you as a free agent. Like you have to draft and develop that guy. And if free it means Johnny Goudreau, I would have said that. Was true. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Fair enough, man. I, it's a good point, but it's hard to get people to come to Columbus voluntarily. Yep. So if he were to fall in your lap and you you just have to bite it for a couple of years and and wait, might be worth it for an organization like that. Yeah. And so that is, and and I would say that looks closer to Montreal's window. Yeah, in, in three years, if they are looking to be, and if you have a guy who can come out of, I think he's in St. Petersburg. I think that's where he is. I'm not sure. If you can have a guy come out of there and be essentially a 21-year-old playing against men, doing yep. all those things over there, a, a finished product, mm-hmm. man, why, why would you not? Because uh, Montreal may not make the playoffs for till then. Yeah. Right? In, in terms of you look at the division. You look at Detroit, Buffalo, and Ottawa in front of you. I don't think I don't think they're leaping over any of those teams. No, no. So it, it really is bring in what may be the second best talent in this draft. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe crazily right there with Bedard. Could be. Right? So we'll wait and we'll see. But as 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 youngsters, you know, U eighteen guys, and they were. 16-year-olds, I believe, yeah. in that tournament. And the other question mark with him is that we have hardly seen him, right? Rush has been banned from most of these international tournaments. So unless you're a big KHL fan, you don't really know what he's doing and how right. he stacks up against his age group. So. Well, and so, and you've seen Bedard yeah. do crazy things in his, in his like, 21 points in seven yeah, WHL playoff games this year. And then whatever he racked up at the World Juniors, like, yeah. you're seeing all that. But the, the flip side is, yeah, you know... The level of play in the KHL, yeah, is a good level. Sure, right, and so uh, dare I say, better than the WHL. Mm, could be, man. <laughs> and so you are talking about he's over there doing his thing against men right up until, and he will do for another three years. I think if I'm anybody outside of Chicago, I'm considering it. Yeah, I'm really considering Mitchkov. Like to me, that is when you have that kind of talent. You can't say you can't say no. I know Mickey's out there listening, going, "You never take a Russian." Doesn't matter. <laughs> but <coughs> Mickey's not Mickey's not. He's not running the show. He's not running the show. That's right. And there's a reason. At least why. not this one. Yeah, and there's a reason. He's why. running a show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason why he's not. You know. That's right. You know, before we move off the draft, you were looking back at the '03, the legendary '03 draft. We actually talked. I don't know, maybe a year or so ago. Who'd be the last man standing? I think at the time I went with. Uh, Ryan Suter, but he suddenly fell off pretty hard here towards the end of this season. Zach Parisi's sort of said, yeah, if it's the Islanders, I'll probably keep playing. If they're not interested, I'm probably done. There's a couple other names still kicking around from it, but. Hey, there were four guys in that draft. So to me, when you look at it and they talk about legendary and the, and the number of guys at the top, 
16 guys out of that draft, 16 have played over a thousand games from that draft. Yeah. They have, I believe it's eight 400 goal scorers, six 400 goal scorers, eight NHL captains. Like it's a. Is that the Jordan Stahl draft? Was he in that one? Okay. Yeah. Eric Stahl was in that. Who did Pittsburgh take in 03? Is that Malkin? Uh, no. That was a little later? No. So this is the thing. As legendary a draft as that is, yeah. are you disappointed with the first overall pick? Marc-Andre Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, no. like He's probably a Hall of Famer, right? Uh, for sure he cups, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. He's a Hall of Famer. I, I would agree with you. Remember we had this thing before you, where you said, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And then we sort of ran through all this. You're, like, you're like, oh, yeah. He's probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah, probably a Hall of Famer. But yeah. just in terms of... <laughs> All the other guys that have come out of that, and you're like, ah, I guess I, it, it's it's sure to be disappointed in it is probably a bit strong. Yeah, but if I was to ask you, Matt, to give me, there's four guys. Oh, you're gonna ask me today? Still, yeah, that's okay. You get, the, the brain is well lubricated <laughs> yeah, now, man. All right. And I've cracked open a um, from Bose their hazy IPA. IPA. Chinese IPA, um, their hazy IPA, it says juicy as fuck. Really? Well, it says juicy AF. Oh, okay. But I, what does that mean? Yeah. Juicy as fuck. I understand. Um, I just was, I was taken aback that they'd be ballsy enough to put that right on the label, juicy as fuck, instead of- Because Ice Cube, he's crazy yeah. as fuck. That's true, man, he is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is this is the uh, Ice Cube of- of, of IPAs. Okay. Uh, if I was to ask you four guys drafted with the 200th pick or beyond. Oh, my God. Still playing in the NHL today out of that 03 draft after 200. And so, I hope you can get them all because I can only off the top of my head remember <laughs> three. <laughs> That's the kind of show we're doing today, folks. Uh, so, so, I don't know, really old fucking guys. Um well, one of them is going to be the guy who's probably going to play the longest in the draft in that draft. Ryan Suter was a first rounder, wasn't he? Yep. Okay. But so not, not him. Not him. But may have played on the same Mark team with him this year. Dano went undrafted. I'm just thinking of really old guys who played with Ryan Suter this year. Hmm. Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski. Okay. Good one, Matt. Thank I think you. he's going to be the guy who's probably going to outlive. It sure looks like it. Him and Corey Perry. I don't know, man. It seems like yeah, those guys okay. are just going to keep also rolling around round. forever. I uh, honestly, two, yeah. the other, the only two, the two I can remember, both goalies. Okay. Had we drafted Tuka Rask in Toronto yet? <laughs> just no, to trade to Boston. He was a he was a oh five maybe he was a or first something. or a second. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Don't, um, nah, I don't have it. Man. One of them is a former Ottawa senator. Who Brian Elliott? Brian Elliott. No way. Second last guy p- taken in the draft. As he would be this year. <laughs> yeah. And so the other guy, uh, man, he's been, I don't even know where he is now. Uh, he did play this year. He is Yarrow Halak. Okay. Also in the 200s in that draft. There's some other guy, but he's... Whatever. But he's still playing, whoever yeah. the guy is. So to me, Tip it's- Tip of the cap to you, sir. It is one of those <laughs> things where you're like, man, oh man, it is it is killer. Like, and they talk about this draft being so deep, right? They yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah, the, the 1979 draft, that sort of 03 draft, that 2015 draft, 
2020 was pretty good, right? In terms of the very top end of it. Yeah. But that's not depth. No, but, but just in terms of, yeah, the people come out of all kinds of drafts. Mark Stone, captain of your Vegas Golden Knights. Stanley Cup champion. Sixth round pick. Yep. That's incredible, man. Proudest day you ever had. Trading him away. Yeah. Well, you haven't seen fucking Igor Sokolov yet, man. You just buckle up. Okay. That's going to be great. <laughs> Can't wait for that. <laughs> Anyways, just in terms of like when you look at and the guys who have won, you know, Perry with a heart and a rocket and you have Burns with a Norris and just in, in terms of the guys who've won things out of that. Yeah. It's just an incredible, incredible draft. Well, you look at half of the 2010 Canadian Olympic team came from that 03 draft, right? Okay. It is Eric Stahl. It is Shea Weber. It's, I think they said uh, there was 16 players between the U.S. team and I the bet, Canadian yeah, team yeah. Pavelski that, was on the U.S. team at the time. In that 2010 gold medal game. Yeah. Just chock well, full. And so again, it's it's that 03 draft. It's that 05 Grand Forks lockout World Juniors and then that 2010 you know, Olympic, you can watch the progression pretty clearly for, uh, oh, Patrice Bergeron was in that draft. Patrice Bergeron. Yes. They said with his 42 Norris trophies. Yeah. And. Which would be weird for a center to win the Norris trophy. <laughs> what are we fucking splitting hairs for? <laughs> uh, yeah. His, his Selkies and then, and then the ones he didn't win, he was the runner up in yeah. like five. So it's. Basically it, every year. It is the Patrice Bergeron award. It's crazy. One. But. it just coming back. What's that? You think he's coming back? Bergeron? I don't think he's coming back. Okay. Not, you know, I don't think he's playing anywhere other than Boston and I don't think they can pay him. Okay. So I'm saying he's hanging it up. That's it. Kind of hope so. See, well, (laughs) or maybe maybe he'd come back and play for... For free in the playoffs. Le Blue Blanc Rouge. That'd be just super... At yeah. least I wouldn't be worried about him there. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to do much. But, you know, to twirl around in his dad's memory. Love a good twirl, love, man. Yeah. Love a good twirl. Yeah, for sure, right? Like, there's one skate up. I can think of the legs up as you sort of <laughs> go from side to side, right? You're just sort of doing that thing. Um, as you do in Montreal. Yeah. Anything else on the 03 draft before no. I do take you back to this this Gary Bettman presser? Yeah, nope. I'm I'm good. And I'm, I'm, I'm salivating at the opportunity to... Uh, this was the biggest piece of news to come out of that yeah. press conference at the Board of Governors meeting. Elliot Friedman reported that next year they will not do uh, any different uh, pregame jerseys, warm-up jerseys. So this obviously in response to the couple of guys who didn't want to wear the Pride Night jerseys on their teams. And along with eliminating those, you have taken down Hockey Fights Cancer jerseys, you have taken down military night jerseys, you've taken down all the different heritages they do across the leagues. You know, some people do Asian Heritage Night, some people Indigenous, sometimes it's Black Lives Matter, whatever it might be, all of those gone, uh, all because a couple of assholes said, I can't possibly wear a rainbow, it would make me so gay, and, uh, and decided I'm not doing it. And instead of allowing those guys to point out how much they suck, Gary is going to uh, cave completely and we'll just have none of it now. He said all these leagues or all these teams are still allowed to have the the night, the event, but there will be no pregame uh, warm-up jerseys. And I know some of you are sitting there saying, you know, who really cares? But these things, it's not just the awareness. It's not just the making 
these people feel welcome, which you can still do at the event, half of those get signed, auctioned off, and the money goes to different shit. Like, there is a noticeable impact here, and it's so ridiculous that we have caved on this shit for the sake of 10 guys that you wouldn't want to sit down and have a fucking beer with anyway. Like, fuck them. Or you, fuck them. If they were at the table next to you, you'd fight them. Probably, man. Yeah. Yep. That's how it goes. Yeah. But that is the that is the thing here is is I like how they they have camouflage, no pun intended, the removal of of your pride warm up jersey by yeah. by including these other ones. And you go, oh, okay, hockey fights cancer. Yeah, we can't get no, can't that. do that. Can't can't do it. No, we don't want to see. Hey, I can skate around in that pink warm up jersey. Sure, the breast that's, cancer jersey. Yeah, on, that's, on that seems boot. fine. But I can't be seen in the rainbow jersey. Right. So likewise, the uh, your camo jersey for your military appreciation, mm-hmm. like, that they've sort of masked it. So not only have you shown a real lack of balls, yeah, to 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 stand up and say, yeah, we man, we want to have the military appreciation appreciation night. We want to have the uh, hockey fights cancer thing. We want to have the do it for Darren night. Mm-hmm here in Ottawa and wherever else it gets done and probably in Chicago now, I'm sure in Montreal, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to cancel it all. We're going to throw the, you know, the baby out with the bathwater, yep. if you will, for a nice dated reference. <laughs> um, because we don't, we don't want to stand up and be strong with our messaging. It's, it's, it's a sad, it's honestly, it's pretty pathetic. Like. It's very pathetic. And it just, it's, yeah, it's, it's so weak in terms of the stance and, you have an opportunity here to, to send a message. This is something we believe in, that the inclusivity means really inclusive. Yeah. Not, we're going to allow a couple of outliers, you know, the tail to wag the dog. Yeah, there's no, like, you can have the player wear the hat in the pregame interview or a t-shirt that you're selling at the arena. There is no... Uh, substitute for seeing your favorite player skating around in the warm up with that symbol on, right? That not it's not a symbol that like there's no logo for Pride Night. It's the symbol is the rainbow color scheme that they've right. used or whatever. There's no substitute for that. And you know, even on a on a you know very cynical level, like I referenced earlier, just the money, right, that you raise using those jerseys, and it's all it's gone. You can still sell them, but who's going to buy them if you're you know, I, I, I want to buy with the one because I saw Crosby wear it or because I saw Matthews wear it or Stutzler or whoever, right? Uh, you know, you get somebody to buy that because they're a collector or whatever. If you don't actually see the players ever wear it, it's not going to sell anywhere near the same. So all these causes get hurt. And it's just, and the, the comparison was always, I never see any of these guys stand up for, you know, being against military appreciation night or whatever. They'd never touch that. Fuck, they did. They threw it out with you know, to not have to deal with this problem anymore because right. a couple guys across the league weren't willing to participate. Like I, I, I keep coming back to it because it seems so ridiculous to me. Hockey fights cancer is too controversial of a stance for the National Hockey League now. We had to get rid of that one to soothe the egos of these other fuckers. Man, it's brutal. Yeah, and so you want to tear it back to, you know, the whole idea of jerseys sold or jerseys auctioned or whatever else. And and it's such That's a part of it. I, I know. Yeah. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying to me, if we, if we strip it right down to the most basic, you talk about the whole idea and it doesn't matter whether it's your ethnicity or your, your gender, whatever it is, you know, st- uh, uh, 
in order to be, I need to see. Yeah. Right. And, and so, man, as a as a kid, I was an avid card collector. Right. And you got to know you're going to have that jersey show up in a in a in a card set. Yep. You're like, hey, man, I have the Ivan Provorov Pride jersey. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh no, I don't. <laughs> Right, but you have whatever it is, right? Yes. It's the it's the Tim Stutzla. I have the the, the Stutzla Pride jersey card. Yeah. And as a young person who is conflicted in your feelings already, right? What you get from that to see that, yeah, is is to see it, is to believe it, right? This can happen, right? Yeah. It, it is. It is a and the, the feeling you would get from that as as a young person is no is no you've missed that opportunity yep. now, yep. and 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 it's such an easy opportunity to say, yeah, man, when we say it's for everybody, it really is for everybody. Yeah. And, and Do not ever present that phrase to me again. Hockey is for everybody. Fuck you. Like you just made a pretty clear stance that it is not, yeah. and you don't want to argue with, I'm sure there are more guys in the locker rooms who don't like wearing them than just the ones we've heard about. Of the last course, year. of course there is. But it's still the minority, right? And you've seen how many players have come out and said, this is a mistake. Um, you know, I'll still do whatever I can to support the community. Uh, Morgan Riley was interviewed last week. Guy shows up at pride parade every year. Says, you know, whatever else, right up to the line of what they're going to allow me to do, I will do. Right. And I don't know. It, it, the whole thing, was just such like bullshit. Yeah, it, Number and, one and, bullshit. And nothing surprising about it. Right. Like just. You just sit there going, yeah, that was probably the most predictable thing the NHL could have done in response to I was still to this. surprised by it. I don't, I was I, like. A, a, that may say more about me. Yeah. But you're right. You're, you're right. They're couching this. We can't just ban Pride Night. We'll look like assholes. Maybe they won't notice if we throw in Military yeah. Night and Heritage Nights and this and that. We noticed. We're I not still see dumb. that super bright Pride jersey in there. You can you can't hide it with all those other. Although, like I said, the DIFD and yeah. which is a nice purple and the and the breast cancer with a pink jersey. Sure, I, I get it, but I still see it. Yep, I still see it. And there was no way you were going to be able. It was so transparent. Yes. So we're taking down all these other groups with a with. Sorry the, about that. Yeah. Sorry about that. Because again, all those other things, not just the pride jersey, all those other, those knights also have the, you know, the auctioning off. It's, of it's, course, it's, the awareness, the financial everything components, that everything. comes with it. Yep. And so you're just, it's such a, I was surprised when I heard it this week and I thought, it's so shallow. I wish I'd been surprised. Okay. It, it was, yeah. All right. Well, you like are. you're surprised to see them actually do it, I guess, but not, right. su- and that's what not surprised in the sense that, yeah. If the easiest, if the path of least resistance was to cave to the worst amongst us, then yes, that's what Gary was going to do. But I have a big open heart, Matt. Okay. Well. And you are. You the NHL a, has left me with a big open wound. And you, so, have, <laughs> you, you have a small black yeah, yeah. stone. It's true, man. That shrunk two sizes. On yeah. You hardly even notice it in that measuring device. The 40th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Although everybody's showing up to show their love for Matt had to. It did grow a little. It grew a little today. Yes. Grew it's, a little. it's nice. Okay. <laughs> it was the only thing. Yes. <laughs> um, I know we got only a couple of minutes left. Did you want to touch on the Jays? Any thoughts on what's going on with them as we sit here now? They, well. Hey, Siri, what was the score in the Blue Jays game? The Blue Jays soundly defeated the Athletics by a score of 12 to 1. Hey, all right. So the Blue Jays have beaten the uh, 
the Oakland A's. Lowly. Yeah, taking two or three from them. Friday night, you're sitting there going, I can't believe. You fuckers have just (laughs) frizzled away uh, like a a sweep right here. You know what? You knew what happened. It was just like bang. Yeah. Oh, I thought that fart was going to be dry. I've shit my pants. It's, it's, or at least I've, I've touched cloth and I'm not happy about <laughs> any of that. Um, that's you, Romano. I'm talking about you, buddy. <laughs> um, you know, a couple of, a couple of real bonuses here, right? Vladdy, I don't know about today because it was. Um, oh, you cashed in a run in the first inning. Yeah, it was four zip last I'd seen, right? And, but he'd hit a homer. And a no doubter, right? For a guy who went 153 at bats between homers at yeah, home. Yeah. Uh, he put one out on Friday night and then another one on uh, another two run shot. So, uh, that to me, if nothing else is the thing you look to at this point. And I said to you, when I, when I rolled into your, uh, FET mm-hmm. on, uh, on Saturday, I'm like, fuck man, my expectations have, have been sufficiently lowered. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, this team looks like, yeah, you can't, you can't take advantage of honestly, we have, through the last, I don't know, decade, we have Donaldson, we have Simeon, we have Chapman, we have Bassett. These are all fucking guys who who could have been also, or were all-stars yeah. for Oakland. They have part of our shittiest portion of our minor league <laughs> playing for them, and we still couldn't sweep them. Right. 19 wins, man. They were like fucking 19 and 53 coming in here, and you're like... And like had to have it after that... You gotta have it. After that terrible road trip, you needed to pound these guys. And so, yeah, you pounded them today. And it sounds unrealistic, right? You don't get to sweep everybody. You're not trying to sweep everybody. You're trying to sweep fucking Oakland. Sweep the sweepables. They are, (laughs) they are horrible. Well, and when you look at it, and it's funny because I've heard it mentioned on, on the broadcast a couple of times, you go, oh, the Jays got a, there's a tough one coming up. And you're like, everybody seems to be fucking tough because... You're we're, not that good right now. We're just not that good. Right. And you're so, that was not how this season was supposed to shake out, right? I know it's unrealistic, but I thought we would be closer to where Tampa is. Yeah. In terms of being dominant and and maybe leading this division. Instead of, like, I don't know if they're like fucking seven games over 500, which is not bad. No, but it's not what you were promised this year. No. But we're, it's it still feels like scuffling. Yep. Scuffling and and you're still working on this four man rotation. You're gonna have to hit that a couple more times at least to get to the All Star break. And and, uh, and Bassett is is obviously sort of struggling. Yeah, short of after his his child was born and he put up a couple of fucking stellar yes. outings. He his last two or three have been rough. I think I saw on Twitter today that he said he's done calling his own game. He's gonna try going back the other way. Let the catcher do it. We'll okay. see how that's going to look when you got seven or eight pitches under your hat. Like I sort of understood why he was doing it. Uh, I didn't love it at the beginning of the season, but then he got off to such a good start that you're like, well, what the fuck do I know? Yeah, <laughs> so, we had that rough first. Yeah, the first, first outing wasn't and great. And then he was just lights out yeah, for yeah. about eight or nine starts. And so, I don't know, man. We, you know, Pop is on the way on the way back up and you look at, I don't know what's going to happen between now and, and the All-Star break and what happens with, Ryu, what happens with Manoa, what happens in just in terms of, mm-hmm. of all these things. So but I ran a poll as promised last week, Ryu versus Manoa, after you had floated that question, who returns first? Yes. Great question, Matt. Uh, about 59% of people said, yeah, Manoa will be back first. So I'm on the 
the low side of that, I, I said Ryu. Um, that was a day before Arden Zwelling began reporting that he'd had another outing. The next stop was going to be a minor league uh, appearance. And if that went well, you know, probably one more and then up. So, you know, it looks less likely now than it did last week. But, but I like the but balls. But I'm married not, to it. I'm married, I like I'm the balls. With it, it was good. Yeah. It was so. good. And, and we need the big guy. Yeah. 100%. We man. need him back in there. Ryu. If he's coming back with an extra mile or mile an hour or two on his, uh, his pretty mediocre fastball, but that's what sets up the rest of his, uh, of his stuff is we've seen over the couple of years he was in Toronto at 92, pretty effective at 90, 91, eh, it's problematic. So, so 93, 94, that'd be great, man. And if you look at it and you went, I'm taking Kikuchi out of that lineup all day, his last two, his last two, maybe three starts. Like, pretty good again today. It was much, well, he was awesome. I, like I said, through four, he was one over the over the minimum. Yeah. So, and this is coming off of what everybody would, would clearly state to be his best start as a Blue Jay, the last outing. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, I don't know what you do if, if you have that, but it does allow you the, um, if you can, if you can limp into, and it's funny because they were saying Kikuchi coming out of the Japanese league. Six man rotation, yeah, pitching every sort of seventh day, yeah, and how he's always better with the extra rest, and how actually in his last two starts with the one day shorter rest, pretty good, man. Yeah, lights out it's actually. True. So and and striking guys out like to me just just working more with the fastball, working off of that as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, and so. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I'm talking myself back into it. See how it works here? <laughs> Vladdy's back up and running, and sure. Bichette's Bichette. Yeah. And- no, like, they're okay. We talked, uh, Stoughton was on the show. That was episode 1132, if you guys want to check fan. that Stupid out. Stupid fan. Me, not him. Okay. <laughs> Talkinaudio.com, or uh, wherever you're hearing us right now. And he said, they're not that far off the pace. If you were to win four in a row next week, changes everything, right? And you're right back. Yeah, the division's gone, and it is. It's about adjusted expectations. It's a wild card spot. You're yeah, the now. division's gone. You're looking at a wild card spot. And if you can wrap your head around that and, and ex- assume that they're going to, a lot of the things that are going wrong right now are, seem like anomalies, right? The underlying numbers would suggest you keep doing what you're doing. It's going to be okay. Right. And so if that's the case, you'd still find yourself in a wild card spot. Yeah. You would have preferred the division, but that was always going to be tough. Not that you weren't in it or it was a long shot. Like the Jays tough were by one, May 1st. Right. Those the Jays, though, in the offseason, were a reasonable prediction to win the division. But yep. you have to get past that. It's gone. And so, you know, if you can kind of just accept that the wild card is still very much in play and, you know, you have a good second half that looks more like what we all expected to see, then then they'll be fine. Well, but, and you look going into Friday night, and I haven't looked at it again since, going into Friday night between the Yankees, Astros, Angels, and Jays, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Everybody was within a game of each other. Yeah. And I expect the Angels will fall off. I also expect the Astros will be better. So just sort of see how this is going to Do you expect the please. Orioles to stay? Because the Orioles were five up on on that pack, right? And, yeah. And the Red Sox were somewhere just behind. I think the Orioles are ahead of what we all expected their schedule to be, but I'm not sure 100%. they're this good yet. Right. Can you be six games better than them the rest of the way? It's a big ask. Certainly it is, especially yeah. when you have sucked ass against them head to head. true, man. Yeah, the division record is just... Brutal. Yeah. So when you look at they got between now and they got the Giants who sucked early. Yeah. But have been like twenty five and ten in their last thirty five. So that's not sure. great. Come on in. But you do have the Red Sox 
you do have the Tigers and you do have the White Sox between now and those are the four series between now and the All-Star game. Got to make some hay here. You do indeed. So to me, you need to be you need to be playing 700 ball in those Yeah, and the other thing you have to keep in mind is like you have to be in a good you don't have that much runway. You have to be in a good spot by mid-September because your last 12 games are all Yankees and Rays. So you don't want your season to come down to that. You're just going to spend two weeks alternating between those two teams, and that's not going to be super easy. So you have to get it going through July. It's not ideal, Matt. It's It's not not ideal. Uh, Not ideal circumstances as we walked into the studio today, but I think we've done all right, man. We've battled through and uh, presented a wonderful You're a gamer, Matt. You're a gamer. (laughs) You're a 40-year-old fucking douche. Okay. The first half of that sentence was a lot nicer than the second (laughs) half, so... But you're here, look at you, Manny, and your voice sounds, you've worked a couple of the kinks out, you're good to go. Uh, With that in mind, we will wind this one down. For Rob Christie, my name's Matt Robinson. We'll be back later in the week with something, and uh, you'll find out when I do. (laughs) That's it for today. We'll see ya. See ya! What the hell is that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?